Hi, I'm Curtis Herbert. I'm Alice Zhao. And I'm Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Farrelly. And this is Independence, a show where the three of us talk about making a living on the web and mobile. And uh, as per every third fortnight, uh, it's time for Curtis's existential crisis of the month. <laughs> it's, it's all of our existential crises. <laughs> We're just a round robin of existential crises here on <laughs> Independence. Uh. So, so just, is this more of your, I, I'm not sure if I should do Android making decisions is hard series, or is that something that is like you've gotten past? No, I'm never getting past that. And this might, <laughs> this might fall under the making decisions is hard, but it's about establishing a thing that might make those decisions easier to make. How's that for a mysterious lead in? Okay. We good with that? We're going to run with that one? Yeah. It's a mystery topic. Let's let's pull back the curtain. <laughs> so I guess I've been thinking a lot, obviously, as I'm to do, about what the heck am I going to do next? And as Jelly alluded to, you know, me hiring an Android developer, me trying to grow the platform, you know, on my way to Slope's world domination. It's something that I think I've kind of boiled down to a lack of guiding North Star, for lack of a better term. And that is, what is my ultimate vision for my company? At least for me, I feel like this is something that when I'm going indie, this isn't something I had the time to think about. Like I didn't get into indie with this lofty goal of, you know, this is where I'll be in five years and yada, yada, yada. I didn't really have any idea of what kind of company I wanted to build. All I was doing is jumping in the waters and trying to survive. I was trying to tread water. And originally that was consulting. Now that's product. Both of those, I started out just treading water and then finding a little bit more success with each. And the problem is now I don't have that vision to kind of guide myself on where do I want to go. It's just been what do I have in mind when I think about a good product? What do I have in mind when I think about how can I make slopes better? And not so much what's my vision for the kind of company I want to build. So that's what I want to dig into. It's also a lack of excuses anymore. Given that you've more or less left behind the consulting part of your work, it is only slopes. The current state of your company is slopes. Yeah. That's the company. Your change has been like moving away from that. And so now you sort of haven't got the excuse of, well, I've like, I couldn't make these decisions before. I've got consulting work and other right. things that it's are holding like, me back i don't have the time yeah yeah now there's no more excuses you can't say that anymore it's all slopes all the time so you've just got to commit to stuff although to be honest you know as much as it's all slopes right now i don't think that's necessarily inherently the problem because when i went consulting i really didn't know if i wanted to stay a solo consultant forever or if i wanted to build up a small agency Try and be a Lickability or Steam Clock Software or one of the other smaller shops. Try and figure out if I wanted to do that or just stay on my own. And that's, I feel like my entire indie career so far is really just in kind of like paying attention to the next milestone or two in front of me and just kind of working towards that while not really having any kind of guiding star pointing me down any path and not really having an idea of well, what do I want this to be? You know, it's more just kind of like, what do I want the product to be in that case? Or what kind of clients do I want to chase? But no end goal in mind, no end game. Yeah, fair. So I guess let's start with uh, you two. You know, when you jumped in to be independent, we've talked in the past, you know, some of our goals for independence. I think, Jelly, you had said, you know, you just want to be able to build the things you love and you want to have the freedom to create and work on all those different side projects. Pretty much. And, and that's a that's a great goal. But did you really have any 
vision you two for like how would you accomplish those goals what kind of company did you want to create to enable you to meet those goals over time why do you ask such hard questions (laughs) (laughs) you suck (laughs) you know i feel like my frank answer is we didn't have a vision and we basically followed what's the next step like your what was your next milestone i think maybe the, when i first jumped in it was like let's just see if we could make money period yeah. this would be fun and then when we realized we really enjoyed making specifically Gus on the go and language apps it it sort of morphed i felt like oh if i end up changing the world by making language apps and you know part of it is helping kids become more open-minded and open to learning new languages like that was a huge mission so that kind of became my personal mission for a while or at least it felt like a great mission to have to push me forward especially after we had some initial success and great feedback. And then it became the vision of just staying afloat and avoiding burnout. (laughs) And then... See past episodes. (laughs) Then we realized maybe this is just a lifestyle business instead of turning it into a giant business that makes millions of dollars because that didn't seem to be in our cards at the moment. And so I feel like I don't have a true vision. I've just been kind of swayed... (laughs) by life and and things that came to us. Well, it's kind of interesting that you mentioned one of your goals for Gus was you wanted to empower kids and inspire them to learn. And that was kind of a goal of your product. And that could easily be a goal of a company. Yeah. I mean, I think that's still our goal. But now we're just really swayed by our, you know, changes in lifestyle. And unlike you, I've kind of gone the opposite way now. Now I have a ton of excuses not to <laughs> work so much on Gus because I don't have the capacity um, with a job job. So Yeah, I, I feel ha- I, I understand how that feels. <laughs> but m- more to the point, I, like, I feel like it's a perfectly reasonable thing to have the goal of your company or rather the goal of your app to be the goal of your company. Especially in an instance where, Curtis, your company creates slopes. It doesn't really create anything else. Alice, your company creates Gus on the go. Right now, there's not really anything secondary to that. And so the goal of your company can quite easily be the goal of your app. Mm -hmm. For me, going into things, I didn't really have any particular vision in, in mind, except for what you already alluded to, Curtis. Uh, which is like, I just want to be able to create stuff. And that for me is the goal of my company is to enable me to create things. I don't have any one particular app that I want to create. And those apps are not even like intertwined. So I can't even like say that I'm like panic in that way, you know, because we name drop them all the time. (laughs) I can't say I'm like them in any particular way because like I have an app that is about sharing gifts and one that is about displaying music. The two are not even slightly the same. It's really just been about how do I get these things to a point in which they, you know, they can sustain themselves and therefore like enable me to work on the, uh, you know, other things if I need to. And by need, I mean want. (laughs) (laughs) I think early on with Indies, it's easy for your product and your company to be intertwined, as you're saying, Jelly. Like that's, yeah, you're not going to have the resources as an indie to really make that distinction. They are going to be one and the same. But I think over the long term, if you're finding success, that's where the goal of the company can be important. Like if you look at 
plenty of entrepreneurs in the software as a service space on the web, their goal with a company is to get it acquired, to have some kind of exit. And I'm not even talking like, you know, sleazy VC exit word. You know, it's just don't really take any funding, bootstrap an app over a four-year period and then sell it and then maybe work on the next product. Um, and that can be kind of your guiding star and your product and your company at that point can still be very intertwined. But the goal of what the company you're trying to build is to get a couple of employees in it and then kind of sell that company versus building something that you're investing in long term. And if you're looking at it from that perspective, then my goal has been always to work on this as a lifestyle thing. I have no real desire to sell gift wrapped. We've talked about that on that last episode where we talked about exit strategies. My goal isn't necessarily to sell gift wrapped or progressions or any of the other stuff that I'm making because I like working on them. Like I'm not in mm -hmm. a rush to get rid of them. Far be it from me to, to try to understand the reasons people like to uh, start companies and then, you know, spin them up and then basically sell them. But I, I get the feeling that it's not about the product so much as it is about the money. Right. And like mm -hmm. for me, creating gift wrapped is not a means to an end. Sure. It's a means to a means. To I life. Like it's <laughs> yeah, just... means to means. That's pretty good. I mean, that example that I brought up of the exit strategy, I think is a very valid one for a lot of entrepreneurs, but it could be as something as simple as I want to create a company where I can hire and sustain five people I enjoy working with. Is that actually one of your things or is that just a, an example? No, that's <laughs> an example. Like, um, So Matt Bischoff from Lickability, he seems to have a very clear focus on what he's trying to build with Lickability and how big he wants that to grow and kind of his idea of what the company's shape is going to take. And that's taken him a couple years and he keeps getting closer. But like he seems to have like an idea of what the company itself stands for and what where he wants to take it. And it's enabling him to hire some great people to work with. I don't know if that is one of his goals, but like that could be a very easy goal of like, I want to hire some very smart people around me, some people I enjoy working with. And that's what I want my company to be because I, I want to build something that can help people make a living. And I want to enjoy the people I work with. And I don't want to work alone. Um, that could easily, very easily be a company goal that then kind of drives your products. Sure. I also don't necessarily feel like you have to go in to being indie with that sort of a goal in mind. Sure. It's perfectly reasonable to start as an indie and be like, when this is all said and done, I want to have five people working for me and like have a suite of a bunch of apps, you know, or whatever, like, but it's also perfectly reasonable to start out as being like, well, I just want to work on my own stuff. Sure. And then and see what happens. And then when something happens, then you go, okay, need well, to something adjust is different now. Yeah. So I need to change. Mm -hmm. I'm not arguing. I'm not trying to say that like you have to start out with a goal. I, I'm in fact saying, I think many of us start out without a goal and mm. the challenge then becomes what happens when you're faced with decisions to make? What happens when the products that you're building actually start to work and to gain traction? And you need to decide then some things that can really alter the way you work. You know, if you're deciding, should I hire an employee or not? Like, not just should I subcontract something out, but like, I have enough money to bring in two or three people. Should I do that? Um, that's a dramatic change that's really going to shape your work life for the foreseeable future and also your stress and your responsibilities and everything like that. And that's where kind of that guiding star of what do you want your company to be? Do you want it to always stay mm -hmm. a lifestyle business? Are you the kind of person who says, 
I never want to manage people. So any company I build, I don't want to be in the responsibility of being a boss. I want this estate lifestyle. You know, now that I'm uh, at a job job and it also happens to be a startup, for the first time, I'm really seeing the value of having like all these team members that are totally functional (laughs) and more than just one, right? Like just more than just me and Yano. Yeah. But I realize I'm like, I'm actually happier doing that with someone else's vision versus my own. It's it's so much scarier to manage all that as the person at the top, I think, than to be someone yeah. kind of in the middle. So, I mean, at this moment and where I'm at now, I don't think I'd like to be, ever have real employees for Gus just because, you know, we're also not be able to spend as much time on it. But like just being able being a part of a larger team just puts me in a different mindset i think of just like oh i'm much happier not <laughs> ever managing my own team i mean i feel like i would be perfectly happy having people working on my stuff if i could farm off some gift wrap stuff that would be great <laughs> but i guess i'm just i just don't i don't really mind like if i work alone i'm perfectly happy yeah. if i work with yeah. other people that's cool too i'm happy I do understand, though, the weight that comes with trying to determine the decisions of your own thing versus determining the decisions of somebody else's thing. Yeah. When it comes to, like, client work, I'm really good at coming in and being like, okay, we're going to do this and this is how it's going to (laughs) be. Exactly. And And then, like, I walk away and I'm like, okay, well, that was a thing that I did. Yeah. Whereas they're like, oh, we've got to deal with all this forever now. It's hard because you start to think about like the long-term implications for your product and for your like thing. And there there comes the aspect when, especially with indies, as opposed to with like a full-on business. We're a businesses too, Jelly. No, but like, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? (laughs) I get it. You know, there's this whole aspect of it's my baby thing that we've Mm -hmm. covered off a lot of times. It's a thing that is personal to you. It's not just a thing that you're creating. For a lot of indies, it's not like a startup where it's like, I've created this thing, I want to spin it off and like sell it. Like mm-hmm. that's that's my end goal. A lot of the time it's like, I created this thing that I care about. Look at it. Yeah. It's so cute. It's my very precious. cute. It's furry. It's, oh my God. Oh, look at yo, It's adorable. Oh God, it bit my finger. <laughs> App store rejection. <laughs> now I'm envisioning just slopes over in the corner pooping on the carpet. <laughs> Bad slopes. slopes. <laughs> You're grounded. Bad like, metadata rejection. Bad. It's it's hard to make these decisions that are going to change the way that you see that mm-hmm. because sometimes those decisions like the decision of do I hire employees and start to delegate a good chunk of the work to them that changes things because you're bringing on somebody that isn't going to see it that in the oh it's adorable way they're going yeah. to see it is as the as oh work. it's a business yeah. like it's work yeah. Yeah. this is the thing that I go to I spend my 9 to 5 there and then I go home and then I think about making dinner and my children mm-hmm. that that sort of like change that you have to eventually get to once your app starts to take off and starts to gain traction and starts to become more popular and bring in more money you have to get to a point where you make that decision, you either have to keep it the same or you have to change it and that's a decision that you have to make. And then once you kind of commit to that decision, sure, you can make further decisions later on. Like you can put it off and think about it again in 12 months or you can hire an employee and I guess you can like kick them to the curb if that goes horribly sideways. But like at that point... You're kind of going down a path. It is going to be 
slightly different. Yeah. You're, you're already starting down a path and you've got you like you, now it's another change that you're going to have to either backtrack from or add to. But it's fluid. Like you, there is no one thing that you're committed to forever. Right. And you can certainly test the waters to some degree. A lot of people will start out by hiring contractors. Like I hired someone this season to help me very part time with customer support workload. And that's been great. And that's even sometimes part of the drive of figuring out what kind of company you want to run because you can start to offload the things that you don't like. Uh, and that can be very, very, very nice after years of having to do everything <laughs> yourself. Uh, you can actually bring in, A, people to do things you don't like to do, and B, uh, people to do things actually the right way versus the quick <laughs> uh, way that you found out how to do it after Googling once or twice, how to run a business. Um, <laughs> how to run a business by Google. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised Slopes has made it this far. Kind of just to reiterate what uh, Jelly was saying, like I genuinely care about the company I'm working for right now. I actually feel like I can't turn it off. I'm I'm thinking about it as much as Gus, probably more yeah. at this point, just because it's every day, all day. Well, it's a new creative outlet. It gets your brain juice. True. Yeah. That's true. And I think a lot more about that long-term strategy than I do with Gus right now. But then I also realized that in a year, I could walk away and I'll be, the, I'll be fine. Like, I can't do that with Gus. And so... That's a huge distinction. Like as as much as I care, I could be like, all right, I'm done. The other thing is that like if you walk away from your job, they'll be fine. Yeah. Gus on the other that hand. That too. Like <laughs> yeah, that. you are one of the major driving forces behind Gus. Yeah. If you walk away. It's done. Yeah. <laughs> and that sort of, that does change the dynamic. And regardless of how, it, it is entirely possible. So don't get me wrong. It is entirely possible to have feelings about the work that you're doing in a job job. I'm not suggesting that people that are working in a job job have no feelings about the work that they do whatsoever because that's impossible. They're not all mindless cogs. Some of them have feelings too. And you do tend to care about the things that you're working on. It's still like, it's still something that you're helping to create. It's still something that you're putting your energy into and making decisions on. And you want to see it do well and you want it to be Mm -hmm. like, you want it to succeed in those ways because partially because that comes back on you and you... But it is also entirely possible that you can just go to work and it's just work. It's just a thing that you do and then you go home and then and you get like, a that's where you really live. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I want to pick on you for a second, Alice. You inadvertently put your neck out there with something you said. Oh, oh no. It. So when you said that one of the goals for Gus, as I tried to regurgitate earlier, was helping them learn, inspiring them to learn. If that was kind of your goal for Gus, what's kept you focused on Gus specifically And the concept of coming up with, you know, essentially a language learning app versus something else that would meet that goal. Like you've been talking a lot uh, over the past Mm. year or two about Gus isn't performing as well as you would like. And, you know, you had your struggles with the app store rejection that you have recovered from. But what's kept you so focused on one app versus maybe finding a second app within your company that you could work on and see if that has a better chance of gaining traction and meeting the goals that you set forth with Gus? That's a, that's an excellent question. <laughs> <But> only because, <laughs> so, I mean, the last couple of years, I still feel like we're being chased by Apple saying, you got to do this. Yeah. Like, so we're still in that, right? So all of Gus Plus is a result of that rejection two years ago already, and we're still working on it. And so 
in some ways we're still being, you know, we're, we're still being chased by that. And we've, and we still have that idea to work on other things uh, once that's done. Mm -hmm. So I guess the answer really is that we desperately wanted to do that for a long time and we just haven't had the opportunity to because we still have to think long term we've built all this these gust products and we can no longer update them the way we'd like to and so we're creating this new product using the same stuff but you know with new design and new vocabulary so that's still the goal to create that and then kind of the way Jelly puts it, like be able to work on the other stuff that we're also interested. Because I'd love to do something where Gus or whatever explores space or math or other parts of science. Like it, I think I sort of also follow what my kids like and I'm like, oh, you like that? I will build something that satisfies <laughs> that curiosity. Or is it ever driven by you just want to see the owl in a certain outfit, like perhaps in a spacesuit? Oh, we have. We totally have. Oh, no, We've yeah, created yeah. them. <laughs> We ha- I have a pin with uh, Gus in a spacesuit as my, as my, um, I guess the my inspiration or aspirational board to get there someday. Um, we've put him in a science, you know, your your typical lab coat to eventually like tackle science. We just we did it for fun. There might have been one with the pirate's hat. I don't know. I don't know where that one's going to be. But I'd like to explore other ideas. I think that's the the answer is we'd wanted to. We just still haven't had the chance. So I think one interesting angle of that is kind of without that guiding star of maybe what your ultimate goal is, your guiding star is still kind of your product. And it can be really easy to get lost in the weeds there thinking like, oh, well, I just need to get a little bit further on this product to make yeah. that goal happen. And that can be like where I was forever with slopes where it's just like, Oh, that next milestone, that next milestone, that next milestone. And if you have that guiding principle of your company, it can be easier to take a step back. For example, I don't know if this would ever be the right answer for your situation, but if Apple came along and gave you the problem that they did with the rejection, you could basically pull the ripcord on Gus and say, okay, well, those old products, we're not going to be able to update them. We're going to go ahead and just let them earn the revenue they're going to earn And we feel like we're going to be better served by, you know, implementing this new app uh, Mm -hmm. that's not just essentially Gus 3.0, but trying something brand new in the space of education. And that's where I'm I'm really interested in this concept of the guiding star of the company, because it, it pulls you up that level away from the weeds that you're always buried in with your product and more towards, hey, what's my ultimate goal here? I'm trying to build something I like obviously. But if I'm focused on the kind of thing I'm trying to build, then that conversation can really change. Yeah, that's a really good point. Certainly, we've tried to be pulled by that as well. Like I said, we were entertaining all these ideas that we had. Um, I don't know if they're very solid ideas, but just ideas we wanted to explore in terms of content. Hopefully, we'll get to that point when we're stable enough in this um, next iteration of Gus. But yeah, we're just still in the weeds. But I, I like that idea a lot. So here's the thing Uh-oh. that I that I feel about this this whole this this little discussion that you're having here. <laughs> the thing about having a like a guiding principle for your company is definitely something that is uh, like it's worth having. Like I'm not and I, and I don't discount that at all. Obviously, my guiding principle company wise is to be able to build a lot of things, and those things don't necessarily have any shape or color or design or whatever. Like they could be. Not even apps, so that's helpful. But in the case of something like what you're talking about, Alice, there is totally things that you can do 
in the here and now to enable that goal in the future. Because it's it's one thing to have that company like ideology that you want to have. Okay, well, someday in the future, in the magical future where everything is possible and all things are <laughs> like already completed, we will have you know Gus science and Gus moon gus in space (laughs) you know all the different things but in this case in this scenario where you've got something similar but it is approaching in different areas and even in the situation where you've got like multiple different languages there are definitely similarities and there are definitely similarities in in ways that you could be tackling here and now and enabling here and now so that if things go wrong in other areas you can actually just jump straight into it and like not even lose any ground really hmm. one of the things that is going to be the same between gus in space and gus maths ma- maths maths ma- i can't even say say it singular <laughs> you know and, and gus language and all that sort of stuff is like you, you, you're going to have uh you're going to have like the animation frameworks yeah. you're going to have yeah. Yeah, all the yeah. ui stuff there is going to be levels of puzzles and stuff that you're going to be doing that are going to they're going to exist across all the apps in app purchase flow and like how you deal with educating parents versus children and and that's where if you have that guiding star of we're trying to create a suite of yep. educational apps yep. that's going to drive a lot of how you approach approach gust the language app and the important thing to keep in mind with that sort of approach is that you have that guiding star of the like the company's direction. You don't just leave it up there and have it on the wall and be like, oh, yeah, someday we'll get to that. <laughs> you have it included in all of the decisions that you're yes. making now. Because if you're not including it in the decisions that you're making now, it's not really a guiding star. Right. Because a guiding star is something that you generally walk towards. So if you're walking north and the guiding star is in the south, then where are you even going? <laughs> so it's it's one of these things that you've got to make sure that if you've got that, you're including it in the decisions that you're making today. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I think speaking from the here and now, because I've just had so little capacity to think about it. <laughs> Poor Alice. I'm sorry. I did not mean to pick on you. <laughs> no, 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 no. And it, it is fine because it's like a mix of having the low capacity and like lifestyle changes for both Yano and I, like we just haven't had the opportunity to think so far. But no, this is totally valid. And I think that makes a lot of sense. And we have thought about, you know, how to reuse a lot of these elements, but just not so much in the grander scheme of things. I'm yeah. like, oh, and this will fit there and this will fit there. But yeah, no, I think that's the direction we would like to be. I mean, th- the thing is, is that that sort of advice works for for in Curtis's situation as well. It's not just it's not just you, Alice. And it, yeah. mm-hmm. honestly, it, it actually even works in my situation where I have all these disparate ideas that I want to work on. Identifying the things that you that are going to be common between the things that you are actually working on, and then focusing your energy in those areas on making sure that those common things can be shared. That's that's all it takes, and it's not anything particular to having exactly the same app that's multiplied multiple times with different sort of topics or whatever. GIF wrapped in progressions, there's a lot of shared code. Like there's a lot mm-hmm. of shared code because there is a lot of UI stuff that I just I just like it to work that way, or theming works that way, or yeah. like I build libraries so that I can have an icon picker that works in all of my different apps mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. also Curtis's. So that, I think we're getting kind of at the micro level here though, because like having a guiding star can inform how you design your frameworks, for example, as you're talking about Jelly, your libraries. But I'm looking at a guiding star that kind of drives the business decisions, the yeah. tactical decisions 
decisions, not the implementation details. So if you have a guiding star to create a suite of apps, that's going to inform that you care about that kind of reusability versus if you're like, we're all in on this Gus language thing and that's where our passion is, that's going to say, you know what, you don't necessarily need to care as much about that. And that's where you might determine like, oh, okay, well, our guiding principle is make sustainable education apps. You could judge a new hire based on, is that going to help us towards that goal? Absolutely. Mm. And what I'm saying is, is still true in those senses. It's not about having that guiding star and just sort of looking up at it wistfully. And oh, right. Like, yeah, you have to have it included in everything. Yeah, it informs everything. You've got to you've got to keep it included in all of your de- everyday decisions. Right. When you're making decisions about the implementation, you consider what is our end goal. Yeah. Not just for this app, but what about other apps? Is this something that we're going to want to use there? If you're going to be hiring somebody, then you're going to want to take that into account as well. Like, yeah. Okay, if I hire somebody, what does that mean for our overall company strategy? You know, is this going to enable new things? Are they going to work on the new thing right. or are they going to work on the old thing? Or mm-hmm. that that guiding star doesn't just sort of sit up there and just hang out. It's something that you've got to constantly, constantly keep reflecting on and and including in those small everyday in the weeds decisions. Yeah. I'm just gonna say Give me another year. <laughs> I'll be in a different mental space. I'm just kidding. Maybe not a year. Well, I, that's, a year. I mean, joking, but like, that's where I feel like I am. Like last year, I yeah. was like, okay, look, I feel like I'm getting to the point where I'll be able to sustain myself on this this year. I can go full time on the product. So next year, I'll make the decision uh, where mm-hmm. I want to be with my company. And then right now, I'm sitting at the end of this season doing very saying well. Saying the same thing. And I'm saying the same thing. Like, you know what? Let me yeah. play it safe. I have enough revenue to hire an Android developer right now. But you know... Let me see what next year's growth is like to really make sure I'm not razor thin margining myself. So uh, let's wrap up with a fun thought exercise. I think the three of us have had a pretty common goal for the last couple of years, uh, and that is just keep treading water. And that's, I think, an <laughs> obvious right. goal for most indies. Like that's that's where we are. And that's always going to be a goal, even when you scale up, if you have 10 employees, like you're going to be worrying about treading water while supporting 10 people holding you down. Um, or I guess hoping <laughs> you float, but you're not like building your raft on the bodies. They're like all kind of doggy paddling there with you. I, I want to paint the right picture here. Wow. So <laughs> that was a fun analogy. We're going to keep that. We have the, you know, let's keep treading water. But what might be kind of the goal of your company? If you were to take a step back and zoom out beyond just treading water, like what what can you name like one of your maybe guiding principles of what you might use when you're deciding what you want to do with your app or a feature or a product? Kind of what's something that you keep in mind? What's kind of a maybe a shimmer of a guiding star that you currently have today? I mean, I, I, I've said it multiple times and you alluded to it and I've said it before on other episodes and stuff like that. But my, my end goal is always to be creating things that I enjoy. I know that that doesn't necessarily, uh, that doesn't necessarily sound like a business goal. No, it is. It's very valid. That mm-hmm. shapes your business. The indie. And especially at this point, and I can change my mind in the future because I'm allowed <laughs> to do that. Yes. But especially at this point, like I don't I don't see myself in a in a position where I've got like five staff and you know, we're we're all creating things that specifically I enjoy. I'm I'm just creating things that I enjoy. And if I can make money out of that, which currently yeah, yeah, it happens. Plus or minus. Uh, then like that's that's perfect. That's that's what I want. But uh, I think it also sort of 
stands to reason that that's a good goal for my company in the future anyway, not necessarily specific things that I enjoy, but things that my company, the people in my company that we enjoy creating because I see my company as the sort of thing where I want to be able to create things that people enjoy and me enjoying it and me enjoying creating it and hopefully in the future maybe my employees enjoying creating this stuff that reflects in the way that the company appears the way that the, the software that we create mm. the the stuff other stuff that we create like that that is reflected in that and that is that is my ultimate end goal is to basically as you as you mentioned earlier spark joy in people <laughs> so it'll sound like i'm totally stealing what you said but it really is what we've been talking about for a long time is is really just creating apps i mean selfishly it's creating apps that our kids would like and usually it has some, it has educational value because i want my kids to and other kids to explore education without the boredom of like typical school like i i used to have this idea to create like this fun kind of a what is it was that oh like a candy crush game but with the periodic elements like you can match them and like hmm. actually create molecules and that makes sense i mean like i those are the types of random ideas that i come up with and only because i'm like that would make that information stick in my mind yeah. if i were a kid and that's how i would want to learn and so those are the types of ideas that we come up with so like i guess that's kind of my goal is to create things where you're learning and it's not just about like the gamification necessarily but to make it like oh that makes so much more sense visually to see it that way than to be like let me add these two molecules together and balance it out yeah. you know stuff like that stuff you do on a homework assignment exactly but and i'm always about the visual aspect and so I, I suppose if those were the few elements, it's just like educational and visual and like having that information stick without feeling painful. Yeah, I feel like mine, as I've been trying to think about it more, like I I know what I want and I know what I want to do, I think, but I don't know what that means is like an idea for my company. So I feel like mine is I want to craft great software and probably around the things that I'm passionate about myself. So I don't just mean, you know, nose in the air, great software, but I mean software that really you can tell was designed by somebody who understands that space and that passion. And I always brag, I feel like Slopes is one of the few, if not the only snowboarding and skiing app out there that really tries hard to visualize and represent the data in the way that skiers and snowboarders think about it. And that's what makes it great. And on top of that, it has a bunch of nice iOS features. And I'm an Apple nerd, so I'm always going to want platform niceties and great software. But it's kind of the merger of those two. It's doing a great job on the platform and doing a great job representing that niche or that passion, uh, be it skiing, be it hiking, be it whatever I end up on uh, with a product. But kind of the intersection of the two, I feel like, is where my heart has been. And as long as I'm scratching those two itches in combination, that seems to be what sparks joy in me internally. So yeah, I think it's pretty obvious from our answers that the three of us are pretty focused on building things in a particular theme. You know, Jelly Spark Joy, Alice Educate, and me, I don't know, 
make good software. Um, but but usually, but it seems like our kind of guiding principles right now are on the kind of products that we build, and that's the kind of people we are. We're we're very product focused, mm-hmm. you know. And as Jelly's alluded to multiple times before, it doesn't necessarily have to be software. In his case, could be art, could be anything. But the idea of our output, uh, the things that we're putting into the world, kind of our goals behind those and the kind of things that we like to build are primarily our guiding stars, I guess, in this case, which helps me for Jack Little figuring out what I want to do next for slopes. So thanks for that, you two. <laughs> You're welcome. I see how it works. Yes. we You bring a topic, then we give you our completely excellent, really good answers, and then you walk away going, oh, you didn't make my decisions for me. How exactly. dare you? Exactly. <laughs> can, can someone just come in and be CEO really quick and tell me what to do? <laughs> So if you would like to please not email Curtis, you can do so at hello at independence.fm. The three of us always check that. And we love hearing from you. Uh, If you'd like to get in touch with us individually, you can do so. We are on the Twitters. You can find me as at parrots. That's the plural of the bird. I'm eat a duck I must. And I am jelly bean soup. And we will talk to you all again in two more weeks. Thanks. Goodbye.